Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Today's episode is brought to you by West Holm. We all know from home cooks to restaurant chefs to eating enthusiasts that the quality of your ingredients makes all the difference, especially when it comes to meat. West Holm, which is based in Queensland in the Northern Territory, Australia, is working with the land to create nature-led Australian Wagyu. They steward 16 million acres of rangeland, guided by the natural ecosystem where their cattle thrive. The result is high-quality Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of Northern Australia and a flavor suited to complement any cuisine. West Holm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash saver. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hello and welcome to Savor, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about bunt cake pans. <laughs> yes, that's right. You heard correctly. <laughs> um, which is a fun one. It's a fun one. Um, I don't often eat bunt cake or cake in general, and you can see our cake versus pie episode on Richard Blaze's podcast, Food Court, for my very strong opinions about that. Oh, yeah. Very, very strong. Very strong indeed. <laughs> yes, I have preferences. <laughs> um, but I do have some really fond bunt cake memories. Um, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I had a good friend in high school whose grandmother used to make a boozy as hell rum bunt cake. That was delicious. Mm. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my best friends in, well, she, we, we've known each other since we were four. She she lived next to me growing up. And on one of her birthdays in middle school, uh, we had a snow day. Like, oh. snow, like legitimate snow on the ground, sticking, snowing. Because a lot of times in Georgia, a snow day can be, it might snow. This was yeah. actual snow. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yes, and I was determined to really do her birthday up. So I I made a bunch of her favorite things, including 
this rainbow bunt cake. Ooh. Yes. But also, this is when I tried and succeeded in using the infamous Home Alone defense while sudding, which is, if you don't know, I built, we had this deck, and it had these steep stairs, and then a downhill, <laughs> and then a rock wall. So oh, I built wow. uh-huh. a ramp. And then you'd go down the stairs. I built a ramp out of snow. You'd go down the stairs, and then you'd hit the hill, and then I built another ramp, so you'd go over the, the rock wall. Oh, no. Yes. That sounds extremely precarious. Oh, it was. And I told my parents, <laughs> and they were like, well, you don't think you should do this, Annie. And I said, he did it at home alone. Pause. All right. Wow. <laughs> he did it. Wow. <laughs> Did they see that movie? That movie was very, like, physics shoddy. What? How dare you? How dare you question the accuracy and science of Home Alone? I know that they did it. Like, I know for a fact if I touch something and expose myself to electricity, my skeleton will become visible. Any any one of those pranks would have killed a human person. <laughs> Well, I tried and succeeded, and it's one of my great, great successes in life is that I can live to tell the tale. Love it. I did. Oh, and it was so fun. Um, Also, she, my friend, I was building this ramp, Mm -hmm. and she took a video of herself, like talking like the Hulk, and (laughs) she she threw this huge snowball at the back of my head, and I did the most like dramatic fall. With yeah. a really undignified shout, and it, I still have the video, and, and it's a beloved memory of mine. <laughs> that's that's gorgeous. I love it. It was quite quite great. <laughs> uh, it was hilarious. Uh, but yes, bunt cake. Um, <laughs> I also went to a party a few years back where they served um, mini bunt cakes from a local place, and that was I'd never seen that before, but it was really mm. nice. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and for some reason, I own a bunt cake pan. I can't recall. Why or how? It looks new. Um, ah. I have used it to make my famous exploding volcano cake. Oh, yeah. I sound like a really, like, not dangerous, but living on the wild side partier with my sledding and my yeah. exploding cakes. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> think about that later. It does. I think it does say something about you, but not something bad. You know, okay, yeah, that is that is an acceptable type of danger. That's fun danger. <laughs> yes, only fun danger here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I don't have any danger stories relating <laughs> bunt to cake? bunt cakes. <laughs> uh, but, well, that's a surprise. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, I I don't I don't have a a, a great deal of uh, bunt cake experience in my past. It wasn't a type of cake that um that was made in my family very often um if we were gonna do something like a pound cake it was gonna be in like a like a normal bread loaf tin um Mm. but uh but i yeah they're they're pretty i like them (laughs) and i do have this uh this this piece of nordicware bakeware that's it's shaped like a like an octopus in this seascape and it's really intricate and gorgeous given to me by my my dear friend Juliana and I have never made anything with it because I am so intimidated by the thought of trying to depan a cake from this gorgeous sculptural artwork that's fair that that moment of depanning 
It can be very, very full of tension. Yeah. And it can go quite wrong. I, even before cooking shows were a thing, I felt like I was on a cooking competition show every time. Every time. I didn't have a word for that until, you know, Top Chef or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, now. no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's it's a lot of pressure. So poorly. <laughs> oh, um, National Bunk Cake Day is November 15th. We are just about as far out from that as we can be. It was intentional, I yeah. assure you. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing a November in July thing. That's definitely what we're doing. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Always planned these things. Um, but I guess that brings us to our question. Sure. Butt cakes. What are they? Well, uh, the bunt cake is a genre of cakes baked in bunt pans, uh, which are shaped like a like open-topped inner tubes, uh, like a open-topped lifesaver, like a like you bust the lid right off of a donut. They're they're kind of ring-shaped, yeah. They have a hole in the center. Tend to be deeper in volume than than other pans of a similar diameter, uh, because of the design of the pan, which gives the cake more more surface area. Um, you know, you've got those two baking edges instead of one. You, you don't have a puddly center that will stay cooler so much longer. Uh, yeah, you you can use a fairly dense batter cakes in this type of pan. Uh, butter cakes, olive oil cakes, sour cream cakes, that kind of thing. Um, Bunt pans can be plain rings or can be made with any number of decorative uh, shaping and detailing on the bottom and sides of the pan, which will be the, the, the top and sides of the cake when you turn it out of the pan, upside down, you know. Um, it, yeah, uh, structural segments or swoops or fluting or ridges or floral patterns, etc. Um, and this can be fun because uh, it means, if all goes well, uh, that the cake is pretty Right out of the oven, and you don't need to do a lot to decorate it if you don't want to. You can just do like a dusting of powdered sugar, drizzle a glaze, and you're done. Yeah, that's been cool seeing uh, some of the designs. Uh, very yeah. Pretty. <laughs> oh, right. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, just just really gorgeous, like weird, like like swoopy deco looking things. I'm like, yeah, a whole new cake world for me. Heck, I didn't realize. Right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and they can come in sizes from um, from individual, right, sort of like like cupcake-sized molds, like you were talking about having seen at that one party, um, or, you know, like like normal cake pan diameter molds. Uh, they often come with nonstick coatings to help you ease that cake out in one piece, though you should still butter and flour them for best results. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Bunt Pan is a proprietary name. Um, it is a brand belonging to aforementioned maker Nordicware. Um, the generic term is a fluted tube pan, and the fluted part indicates that they're they're different from regular tube pans, um, which tend to be non nonstick. Yeah, um, uh, uh, meant for for leavened airy cakes like a, like angel food or chiffon, um, which you want to be able to cling um, to the sides and, and climb the pan as as they rise in the oven, like an octopus. Sure. <laughs> sure like an octopus made of batter <laughs> so like is my cake? angel food cake climb <laughs> yes um <laughs> that, that, that was weird even for me <laughs> <laughs> i liked it i liked it i'm not not into it i'm just saying 
Oh goodness. Um, <laughs> uh, and you can you can take advantage of uh, of the high surface area shape of um, tube pans or fluted tube pans to cook other things like like a like roast chicken, uh, roast vegetables, stuff like that. Um, maybe if if it were me personally, um, I would keep my like roast chicken bunt pan and my cake bunt pan separate. Because you, you'll, you'll you'll get the best cake release from a pan that's free of scratches and that's really well cleaned. And I would just I would be concerned. I would have concerns. In the words of the offspring, you got to keep them separated. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can imagine like that causing drama at a party where I've I've accidentally used somebody's pan they didn't want me to use once, oh. and I'm just imagining a situation where. I'm like putting this roast chicken bunt in a in an oven, and somebody's like, "Are you using the cake bunt pan for chicken?" <laughs> Disaster. <laughs> also, I have seen pictures of uh, aspics. Um, yeah, yeah, made in these, and they look as glorious and horrifying as ever. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Yes. Uh, but what about the nutrition? Uh, cake is a treat. Don't don't eat baking pans. Again, unless you're like the Hulk or uh, some type of entity. Maybe a goat. Yeah, I can't speak to goats. Um, <laughs> I know some things like eat mouth, maybe Transformers. I don't know their diet either. I don't know oh, if they have a diet. Yeah. But, you know, Neither. caveats. Sure. As a human, I do not recommend that you eat an <laughs> aluminum baking pan. I think that's a fair. I'll, I'll get behind that. I can stand <laughs> behind that one. Um, we do have some numbers for you. We do. According to Food and Wine, over 70 million homes have a bunt cake pan just ready to go. The Washington Post reported in 1997 that two out of three American homes are stocked with a bunt cake pan. That same Washington Post article reported in 1997 that Nordic Ware, which, yes, the company behind Bunt Cake Pans, operated out of a 270,000-square-foot manufacturing center complete with 14 molding presses, 16 metal forming presses, and six high-production coating lines. They have over 12 loading docks and are looking to add six more. I don't know what that means, but it sounds impressive. It does. And, yeah, they sold some uh, 10 to 15 million Bunt Pans in the 90s and early 2000s alone. So, wow, <laughs> it's a bunch of pans. It's a bunch of bunts. Um, <laughs> and the history of of this pan is quite fascinating. It is. Um, and we will get into that as soon as we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. 
Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. Yeah, uh, Westholm sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I, like, opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. Yes, I did too. (laughs) Westholm offers these beautifully marbled steaks because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia, and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash savor. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, cake-like confections go back to at least Neolithic times, and cultures Mm -hmm. all over the world have had iterations of them, though quite different than what most of us would probably think of today when we think of cake. And I was thinking about uh, past episodes we've done, and I feel like some people would even say cake, something like cake, goes back to ancient times. It's just very basic, uh, simple version of it. Yeah. But, yeah, but leavened cake, the way that we understand it today, didn't really happen until, gosh, what was that, like the, the 17 or 1800s? So Right. Yeah. Um, in the early written record, the terms for cake and bread were interchangeable, so that also adds a layer of confusion. Mm-hmm. Historians think the ancestor of the Bundt cake specifically emerged out of Eastern Europe hundreds of years ago. Um, it, I didn't really find corroborating evidence, but I suppose thinking about our episodes on bagels and donuts, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And this type of um, of like less leavened, denser cake would have been what was more common um, before those modern uh, leaveners popped up. Um, uh, although, you know, yeast leavening did exist. And uh, this is yet another pastry episode that has ties to a siege on Vienna. <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't understand how many desserts 
someone in Vienna claims is like tied to this one siege. Um, but uh, <laughs> so supposedly in 1683, after the city fought back a siege from the Turkish Empire, local bakers made these tall, molded victory cakes that were meant to evoke turbans. And supposedly oh, wow. that was the ancestor of the bun pan. <laughs> See, this seems like I I am the type of person that would do this of like, Ah, here's this event. I shall make 20 items, all of them themed. <laughs> Perhaps no one will get the theme. Ah, but, oh, no, yes. you absolutely would. And I know this from personal experience playing <laughs> D&D with you. Um, yeah. Any, y'all, uh, D&D aside real quick, Annie definitely brings themed uh, uh, food and or beverages to every game of Dungeons & Dragons that we play together. And when she's the, the the DM, when she's, you know, running the game, it can be very concerning. Uh, like, for example, she, she brought, there's a there's a local brewery called Orpheus that, um, that does this beer called All You Get Is All You Get. And mm-hmm. she shows up with this. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that doesn't bode well. I would be lying if I don't say I enjoy that part of it. <laughs> I think once I bought one that was called like the Reaper, oh, and I no. remember setting it down and everyone like looking at it and then looking up at me and the fear, <laughs> the fear in the eyes. <laughs> like, well, I am gonna drink this, but heck, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like what this implies. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry. D and D aside. Aside. Uh, back to bunt cakes. Um, uh, <laughs> All right, so so by uh, by the early 1800s, um, no matter the ties to a Turkish siege on Vienna, um, pans like this, uh, uh, tall molded cake pans, were were both common household items at their simplest um, and fancy status symbols at their bougiest around uh, Germany and other parts of Eastern Europe, and often used to make these yes yeast riven. Uh, breakfast cakes or coffee cakes called a uh, Gugelhupf or Kugelhupf from, you know, v- varying, varying bits of language. Those are fun. Yeah, <laughs> Google Google coming from the idea of, of ovens, of a specific type of oven, a uh, Kugel being a, um, a type of uh, baked dish in Ashkenazi Jewish culture, and um, hoopf either way being um, a derivative of a word for yeast. Ah, yeah. Uh, I love that they were status symbols at their fanciest. That's great. Have you oh, seen yeah. my pen? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what kind of cakes I get out of this pen? Very fancy ones. Indeed. <laughs> but what about the bunt cake pan specifically? That was actually a more modern invention thought to be the creation of H. David Dalquist Sr. in 1949 or 1950. After returning to Minnesota after serving in the Navy during World War II, he started a small company called Northland Aluminum Products along with his brother, or perhaps his wife Dottie, or both were involved, I think. I think, I think, yeah, both. (laughs) Yeah, with little more than $500, they got this company going. In the early days, the pair would make industrial products out of aluminum in their family basement, the pair here being the brothers. Um, on top of this, Dalquist started making consumer pans that he sold via mail order, perhaps largely leaning towards Scandinavian baked goods. 
Uh, yeah. So David had a degree in chemical engineering with a focus in metallurgy, and Dottie's family was Danish. And so she had grown up with treats like a, like rosette, which is a sort of a donut made by dipping a shaped mold in batter and then into hot oil. Um, and a krumkak, uh, which are uh, cookies made with a sort of like like waffle iron type device uh, molded with designs um, and, uh, and stuffed pancakes, which are made in pans. Uh, they remind me of like takoyaki pans um, with little rounded hollows for each pancake. And so, yes, based on that, um, they were making some of these types of baking pans. Yes. And the bunt pan was a request um, from a group of Jewish women. Uh, Dalquist later called them very nice ladies. <laughs> Aww. Huh. Who were looking to bake up a traditional ring-shaped cake called a kugelhoof. Yes, uh, as mentioned earlier. They approached him describing a handmade ceramic baking mold that was round and scrolled with a tube in the middle to make a denser cake that was good for gatherings and parties. This pan that they were describing had been inherited by the chapter president's Eastern European grandmother, and they were looking to to get the same thing, but in metal. Dalkist came through creating a lobed, fluted mold out of heavy cast aluminum, the ladies were reportedly quite pleased with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they apparently intended to use the pans to bake cakes for fundraisers for their for their for their group, um, but wound up selling the pans too. Uh, so much so that Dalquist began selling them imperfect factory seconds for the cause. Dalquist called his innovation Bund Pan without the T. Uh, Bund being a German word meaning bond or alliance. And or the cakes these women were describing may have been called Bun Kukien. Um, he decided to trademark it under his Nordic wear baking line. Uh, yeah, there's I, I've read different differing versions of the story, and it's uh, one of them was that the the women were calling these cakes Bund uh, because they were like, yeah, yeah, they're alliance cakes. Yeah, um, <laughs> a lot of stories behind that. Also, a lot of stories behind this. When and why did the tea get added to the end? No one is quite clear, though some speculate it was uh, Dalquist's way of differentiating his pan from a pro-Nazi group called the German-American Bund. Oh, no. Yeah. Others speculate it may have been a decision based around trademarking. And yes, according to Dalquist, the name fluted tube pan is the proper term uh, if you're not... Not under his purview, his company, hmm. and that legally only Nordic Wear is allowed to use the bunts in advertising and selling. Yeah, yeah. These original pans were sand cast, which involves creating a single-use sand mold by hand in order to cast each pan, which was fairly laborious and uh, thus uh, a fairly expensive process. When the product first debuted, there was a small but steadily rising demand for it. Um, a lot of it from editors who worked for women's magazines. So they were, like, taking pictures of these pretty cakes. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, but sales were low for a long time. Uh, so low that Nordicware considered dropping the line during the 1950s. They went, like, a decade before they were profitable at all. One of the Dalquist's daughters, uh, a, a woman by the name of Linda Jeffrey, once told New York Times Magazine that um, that even the employees at the plant weren't that impressed at first. Uh, quote, when the general manager at the plant saw the prototype, he told my father, if you can sell that thing, you can sell anything. <laughs> 
Well, he did. So there you go. Uh, yeah. And these low sales numbers changed in 1966 when a bunt cake took second place at the 17th annual Pillsbury Bake Off. The winning entry was called Tunnel of Love. And it was a decadent, gooey, chocolatey dessert. You can find the recipe online. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, Dalquist was getting thousands of orders. Production of these pans reached about 30,000 a day. It also helped that around the same time, he'd improved the design with the lightweight formed aluminum pan. Before this invention, about half a million homes in the U.S. owned a bunt pan. After that, the numbers went way up. Yeah, uh, I read that Pillsbury got like 200,000 letters, like some ludicrous number of letters um, asking about the pan that this amazing dessert had been baked in. Um, and uh, yeah, a, a note on the on the material science there. So um, so formed aluminum pans, which is this um, innovation in design um, that he'd made around that time. Those, those are made by spinning out and stamping a shape into a solid metal sheet. And um, so, yeah, they're they're more lightweight and less expensive, um, a little bit less crisply detailed around the edges, but but still but still a, a quality pan uh, that you can get <laughs> for a low price. <laughs> Sounds like you're. <laughs> Sounds like an ad right now, Lauren. <laughs> Still a quality pen you can get for the low, low price of just ten dollars. <laughs> uh, I am I am reporting on what I read about it from, to be fair, representatives from the Nordic Ware Company. Um, uh, they are not a sponsor of this episode. We just find nope. it all interesting. Uh, sometime around the seventies or the eighties, they also revamped their um, their classic hand molded technique, switching from sand casting to die casting, which um, which involves creating a steel mold that can be used to create any number of pans. Um, though, yeah, it is still it is still a handmade process. So yet another factor in this boost in the Bunt Cake Pan sales, the Dalquist began hosting higher ups from Pillsbury, also not a sponsor. Um, <laughs> both of these companies uh, were located in Minneapolis and of course, the Dalquist served these higher ups bunt cake. Mm. Yes, and it's hard not to think that this didn't, at least in part, lead to Pillsbury introducing a whole line of bunt cake mixes with flavors like black forest cherry and chocolate eclair. In some versions of the history, the Dalquist proposed the idea for the mixes to Pillsbury themselves using Dottie's recipes. For some of these mixes, Pillsbury partnered directly with Nordic Ware to sell the cake mix packaged with the bunt cake pan. Ah. Uh, yeah, and the demand was high, higher than anticipated. Um, yeah, like you said, Lauren, Pillsbury reported that at one point in the 1970s, they were getting like 200,000 requests for people who they were looking for the pan, but they were unable to find one. Oh. <laughs> Oof. Yes. Um, in 1997, Pillsbury retired their line of bunt cake mixes citing consumer shifts towards snackier options and larger family-style cakes. Perhaps in response, that same year, Nordic Ware announced their own line of Bunt Gourmet Cake Mixes. They put out a Bunt Cookbook as well, complete with over 200 recipes. Uh, Also in 1997, a pair of entrepreneurs started up a bakery franchise called Nothing Bunt Cakes. That's the that's who's catering that party I was talking about. Oh, there you go. I think they're Georgia based. Oh, really? Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, 
Yeah, and also in the 1990s, uh, Nordic Wear started making a bunch of new um, designs that would boost sales, uh, like a, a, there's a there's a rose-shaped bunt, uh, wreaths and hearts, all kinds of stuff. When Dalquist died in 2005, he was 86 years old and still heading up production of the Bunt Cake Pan. Yeah, um, he, interesting guy. Yeah, he also designed an early version of the turntables that you use in microwaves to heat food more evenly way back in 1980. So uh, kept kept doing the stuff. Um, and uh, the Nordicware family is still run by the Dahlquist family, um, by, I, I believe, by a grandson um, whose name is also David. A bunt cake played a role in the 2002 film My Big Fat Greek Wedding. I have not seen this movie, but from what I read, it's a joke along the lines of like cultural misunderstandings where someone is giving a bunt cake to someone and this person receiving it is like, why is there a hole in my cake? It's missing cake. <laughs> what happened to it? <laughs> In 2019, the Norway House collaborated with Ingebrigtsen Nordic Marketplace on the exhibit Nordicware: The Art and Science of the Bunt. I it sounds like it was a delightful exhibit. They collected uh, stories from from people to include as part of it. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, Nordicware sales boomed during the pandemic, leading the company to make plans to expand their Minnesota factory. Uh, in early 2021, um, there is part of it. They're looking to build a bunt cafe. <laughs> oh, that's exciting! Yeah, bunt cafe. Huh. Well, one day maybe we'll get to go add it to our field trip. Yeah, list. ever growing. <laughs> oh, it's it's never getting smaller. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, yeah. This has been a fun one. It's fun research. It's yeah. fun to say bunt. <laughs> uh, this is, however, uh, all we have to say about the bunt cake and the pans uh, today. Yes, for now. But we do have some listener mail for you. And we're going to get into that as soon as we get back from one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit tomboyx.com to shop. 
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Westholm sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I, like, opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. Yes, I did too. (laughs) Westholm offers these beautifully marbled steaks because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia, and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholme.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash savor. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with I could have gone two ways. That way, or I was going to do like the ring, the horror movie. It doesn't feel like the right vibe. (laughs) I could have done a Lord of the Rings thing, and we just did a Lord of the Rings in our D&D. Yeah. Yeah, we had to throw a thing into a volcano and everything, yeah. And then you had to fight, essentially, Kylo Ren. And then I felt bad about it later because I some of my opinions came out. And I didn't mean for it to happen. <laughs> I feel guilt about a fictional character. Um, it's okay. I don't think I don't think you hurt his feelings too hard. <laughs> oh, good. I, w- I would hate I would hate for that to happen. Um, Emily wrote. My listener mail is actually in response to the request for a mulberry episode. Who knew this would be the reason I write in? <laughs> Annie talked about thinking mulberries being made up like schnozberries in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Also, a lot of fun things to say. Um, continued, we live in Ohio where mulberry trees are plentiful, and my husband refers to them as schnozberries. Ah, Our kids actually believed that's what they're called. (laughs) I've told them we're going to have to start using the correct terminology or our children will be at school someday talking, trying to correct their teacher or friends that these berries are snozberries and get crazy looks. He has yet to start calling them mulberries and I'm in the minority at our home. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's fun. Um, Again, if I was a teacher... I might not necessarily know. <laughs> Me yeah. personally. I'm not saying teachers at large. Sure, sure. But I might be like, oh, Snozberries, that might be right. You're like, all right, anything is possible. <laughs> it's true. 
April wrote, I was just listening to the Baked Beans episode and heard you discussing dessert hot sauce. I used to work with an awesome pastry chef in Jersey who had a hot sauce business on the side. One of the things they make are fruity hot sauces that somehow taste like freshly picked fruit that is blazing hot. The other hot sauces are fantastic as well. Uh, my personal favorite was the ginger. A thousand percent check them out. Jersey Barn Fire. Yes. Jersey Barn Fire. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm into it. I want it. <laughs> this is like, it's become such a point, a ridiculous point of indecision every day where I'm like, what hot sauce to Oh, be? wow. <laughs> Why limit myself to one? <laughs> <laughs> so yes I'm very excited about this uh, eager to try even more <laughs> yes add to the collection yes I just a whole shelf no joke in my pantry is just hot sauce <laughs> <laughs> so add some more in there why not yeah um, thanks to both of those listeners for writing if you would like to write to us you can our email is hello at saverpod.com we're also on social media you can find us on twitter facebook and instagram at saverpod and we do hope to hear from you saver is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows thanks as always to our super producers dylan fagan and andrew howard thanks to you for listening and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit tomboyx.com to shop. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, it'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro Series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.